0: Hello and welcome to season two of Cows Not Cow, How to Make Your Networking Really Work. And this time, the Herd is Heard. I'm John Ellis, henceforth known as the Younger Bull. And with me as always, the Wiser, Older Bull. Welcome back Andrew Smith. Are you ready
1: to go? John, it's great to see you again, and I am just beside myself with excitement. I can't <laughs> wait to get started, hurry up.
0: I think before we get on to season two, if we can, probably best to do one of those recap bits they do in shows occasionally, where the voiceover guy says something like, previously on Cows Not Cow,
1: where did they get that name? There's a, a terrific film from the 1980s called Colours, uh, which stars Robert Niro and Sean Payne. Uh, and it's about two uh, New York cops in a very tough area, uh, Sean Penn at that time was able to play the you know the young, energetic, up and at him, hothead, uh, and Robert De even back then he's made a career out of it. You know was playing the, the old and the the wise and, and the sensible one. Uh, and when they're um, just about to get some uh, some food from it, a drive-through and they're waiting, then Robert De Niro uh, is trying to slow the Sean Penn character down a little bit. So he tells him the story uh, about two bulls that are out for a for a walk one day old bull and the young bull. And they get to the, the top of the hill and they look down in this massive field full of, full of cows. And the young bull says, yeah, yeah, let's run down the hill and a cow. And the old bull says, no, let's walk down the hill and let's all the cows. And I think that is a brilliant analogy for uh, for business networking, that it's not about charging in the room and trying to sell our stuff to one person that almost never works and does so much more harm than good. What it is about is trying to to speak with and develop as many relationships as possible. And if we do that consistently, that'll come back to to benefit us in so many ways, short term, medium term, and crucially, in the long term as well.
0: So that's where the name comes from. And in season one, if uh, someone's never heard it, Andrew, explain for me briefly the journey that we travelled in those 10 episodes and what you can glean from it as a novice or experienced networker.
1: It was the, the networking process. Uh, I like to call it the before, the during, the after and ever after of networking. So looking at uh, being clear on, on definition of what networking is and what it's not, how to, to prepare, how it fits in with overall marketing goals, what to do at the start of an event, what to do during an event, towards the end, and then also the key you know following up part afterwards. So the whole networking process from, from start to finish, but the finish is ongoing to hopefully help both the experienced and inexperienced networkers as well.
0: And here we are now on season two. Tell me the idea of this season.
1: It's to, to speak with uh, some of our clients and networkers that we've spent with over the years to hear about their networking journey. You know, so how did how did they get started? You know, what helped them? Where did they perhaps struggle? Um, where do they maybe, you know, still struggle? Do they look forward to, to networking now? But it's kind of hear how, yeah, what, what their networking journey has has been, and hopefully as well, what's helped them, which may help some of the, the listeners as well with their networking.
0: Okay, well, let's meet our, our first ever guest on Cows Not Cow, the herd is herd. It's Siobhan Jaffrey of S J Nutrition. Hi, Siobhan. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Welcome to the show. And at the risk of introducing another sort of animal analogy hybrid to the programme, thanks for being our first cow guinea pig. <laughs> Um, I have to say, whenever I go online, in, in terms of networking, you're pretty much there within a poster to me scrolling up or down. I could virtually guarantee it. So that I would imagine will score big networking points with Andrew for a kickoff. But um, before we get onto your networking journey, tell us a little bit about your, your actual business.
2: Yeah, so it's SG Nutrition um, and basically I help people achieve their long-term diet and nutrition goals uh, through one-to-one coaching and so I help them create habits and empower them to make their own decisions through nutrition that will help them uh, last a lifetime um, so they get a better knowledge of food and yeah, that's about it. (laughs)
0: Change their lifestyle, basically, uh, for for the better. Okay. Um, Has or is networking playing a a big part in the growth of your business?
2: Yeah, huge. Probably online more so than anything else, just because of current restrictions. But yeah, huge, huge part of it.
1: And if you think back to to a few years ago when you uh, went networking for the the very, very first time, uh, how did that process, how did that journey start for you?
2: when I took a role on as a sales and events manager at a hotel and it was basically kind of told go out and do some networking and I'd never done it before. And it was an event I found on Eventbrite, I think. And yeah, I was so, so nervous. I actually poured coffee into my cup instead of tea and I hate coffee, but I was so nervous. I just didn't say anything. and just (laughs) drank it anyway. (laughs) So yeah, that was, yeah, not the best experience. I was very nervous,
0: and ten minutes later, you were blending margaritas with your fists. <laughs> <Can't>
2: <laughs> um, off the caffeine.
0: So yeah, I was. I was gonna. I was gonna ask about your first networking event, and, and was it nerve wracking? But clearly, it, it, it must have been. Um, how did it go from 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 that sort of little faux pas onward? Did you enjoy or, or dislike it, or was it horrible? I mean, how did it work after that moment?
2: No, it wasn't horrible. I think. Once I'd got into the room and realised that everyone's kind of in the same boat and people come over and chat to you, Um, I think it was the fear of just kind of standing in a corner and not having anyone to speak to, but people will come over and kind of include you in conversations. So it went fine, apart from having to drink a cup of coffee that wasn't really...
0: Not far. <laughs> Andrew, let me um, let me ask you a question here. In terms of starter events, if you like, is there an easier, difficult way to, to access that? And, and did Siobhan, I mean, coffee aside, when she started the nervous twitches 10 minutes in, um, <laughs> did did she set about it the right way?
1: Yeah, I think Siobhan did, did do the right thing. There'll be an awful lot of potential networkers out there, I'm I'm sure. You know who will will put off and put off, and the fear gets bigger and bigger, and they don't go. So there comes a point we have to say, right, this is the event. I'm booking and I'm and I'm going. There are a lot of different networking formats out there. We've had some networkers say they prefer the the highly structured one. You know where the structure gives you the conversations. Others say that's the last thing that I want. I want the really lightly structured ones. We're going to be start off speaking to somebody that I know and kind of builds from there. I have a long conversation uh, if I want to. So I don't think there is a right or wrong way in terms of format. It's what the individual is most suitable with. But definitely for somebody thinking, oh, here we go. It's the first event. It is. Yeah, say, right, that's it. In the diary, booked, go. while you're drinking tea or coffee, get stuck in.
0: <laughs> what about now, Siobhan? Have you, have you done much more networking since that point?
2: Yeah, so I then went on to join BNI, Um which I think really, really helped. I remember when I first started, so my group met on a Friday morning and I wouldn't sleep the night before because I'd be so nervous about having to stand up and pitch my 60 seconds. But I think thanks to that, it just became second nature and I just got up and did it. And I think that actually gave me a network of people which kind of opened up other networking events. So yeah, not now, I'm kind of very comfortable doing it.
0: Mm. Uh, when you talk about doing that sixty second pitch, I mean, I, I work, I work on microphones all the time, and I work, uh, I have worked with crowds of of eighty thousand. I've worked with crowds of eight. It is tougher being in a room of eight people where you can see the whites of their eyes and you have no microphone and they're just all boring into you than it is standing in front of 80,000 people who don't care who you are and just want the act to come on that's standing in the wings behind you. So, you know, all credit to you for doing that. I would find a 60-second a pitch to a, a room full of people daunting. Um, and as you as you went on networking, how did you get more comfortable with it in general? Did someone help you out? Did something help you out? I believe uh, Andrew's handing out free merch if you say cows, not cows, season one. Yep.
2: Yeah, go back and listen
0: to the first season, that helps <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> we don't need to elaborate on that anymore, do we, Andrew? What, what was your favourite episode, etc.?
1: No, no, I think go back and, and listen uh, to the season, that's... The entire season, right, okay,
0: good. <laughs> In season one, we spoke on a regular basis, Andrew, um, of the importance of preparation before an event and finding out who's on that guest list identifying delegates of interest you'd like to meet, maybe even asking for an introduction. Did you do that kind of thing um, from the start, Siobhan, or have you ever adopted it into your approach now?
2: Because BNI is quite structured, you do have to kind of ask for an introduction to people. I think to begin with, it wasn't really natural for me to do it, but you get used to doing it. And then going to the kind of more unstructured events, I didn't, if I'm honest. I would just go and just kind of wing it. Well, that's
0: Um, a sign of confidence, isn't it?
2: mm. (laughs) Maybe <laughs> now I always kind of go through the event and um, the delegate list and see who was attending. But no, before I wouldn't, I would just rock up with my business cards.
0: And this was when you were still representing, was that a hotel you said you worked for? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So now that you're representing yourself, if you go along to, to something like this, does that change how you go into these meetings? Do you go in more specifically focused because you're representing you or are you more nervous representing yourself? How does it work?
2: So I've actually not done it yet because oh. yeah, I've not actually been, I've done, um, no, I haven't, I haven't been to an in-person networking event since starting my business because I started it in January. So right. first one is September.
0: Okay. <laughs> and I'll refer you back to that question. Will you go in thinking differently because you're representing yourself?
2: Yes and no. Yes, because I think I'll be more confident. It's my brand. I'll know exactly what to say. And yeah, I think I will go into a bit more differently just because I've got more experience network and I'll kind of know to check the delegate list before it. And I have a bit of a bigger network, so I'll know people in the room and I'll know not to kind of stand with the people that I know too well and try and find new people to speak to.
0: This might not be relevant to you because you're just starting your sort of in-person networking, but Andrew always talks about including your networking spend as part of your marketing budget. Do you have a a clear focus attached to your networking on what you want to achieve? Do you actively plan, set goals for it?
2: I'm probably going to get in trouble, but <laughs> I don't. No, no right and wrong answers. No, I don't.
0: Andrew just put a cross beside your name there going, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, this is, I think this is all fine, Andrew. The thing is, if you come across well in general terms, and Siobhan is quite bubbly anyway, right? So if you come across well, that's that's as good a start as you need, right?
1: Yeah, although I I do believe that that prep's prep's important, I believe that prep's even more important for the the newer, for the inexperienced networker, and I believe he's become a more experienced, yeah, and, and very, very good networker like Siobhan, then I do think that the the prep is less required. You probably going to know more, you know more people there. You're not learning the good networking, you know, behaviours. You've you've got them. I would always still recommend. Siobhan mentioned it earlier. You know they're looking at the delegate list in advance, but I think in terms of the steps beforehand, yeah, you don't have to be quite so rigid with them. Then the more experienced you become, you're doing a lot of these things anyway. They've just become second nature when you're in an event twenty or thirty or hundred.
0: And dial it back for me for a second, Andrew, and sort of balance this out. You said earlier on, the most important thing was to, was to just get out and get started. So uh, let's say nerves are 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 there; they're part of it. Um, you're either going to get out and get started and just grab the bull by the horns, or you're going to prep. Which is more important?
1: It's going. It's going and doing it. You know, as student, I know I know there are networkers. You know, or would-be networkers that really sort of, you know, fear, you know, what is going to happen? That the what we talked about before—that will nobody, you know, will no one speak to me? Will anyone be interested in, you know, in what I've got to say? What am just everybody's in a in a cl- in a clique in little groups and they don't want to, to chat to me? Then, if in doubt, go for it. Get out there, as Siobhan said. You'll find that in ninety-nine hundred cases, it's not nearly as bad as you think. And people in the same boat—they also want to speak to others and that includes you. So, yeah, the prep is good. But if we're doing more and more preps, making you more and more nervous, <laughs> get a credit card out, book, get in the diary, go.
0: And in terms of being that person that's been in the room and been nervous, do you feel an urge to help others? I mean, you must recognise that, that look, that sort of white face, ashen-faced person looking around the room thinking, oh, no, I've just poured coffee into my tea. Do you, do you sit there now, Siobhan, and think, well, I'm going to go and help that person?
2: Yeah, I do. I kind of find I'll approach people that come in and look like they're stood on their own. And I don't know, I always got told as well, don't close a circle when you're networking, kind of stand in a horseshoe. So I try and make an effort not to kind of be closed off in a clique just so that it looks a bit more open for people to come in and um, join a conversation.
0: That sounds similar to something you've recommended before, Andrew. Although I've never heard it described as a horseshoe. We're talking about numbers when when you're talking about it, aren't we? Yeah,
1: but it's the whole like, uh, animal analogies thing. So <laughs> that's why. So right. So yeah. New for season two. Yeah,
0: cows, guinea pigs, and horses in the first show. Well done. Um, what do you feel networking's given you so far, Shivani? Have you have you actually had clients come out of a, a networking scenario?
2: Yeah. So all my clients I've received so far have come through network and and like we discussed earlier, online because I've not done any in person. So, yeah, it's through building relationships online with people and from people I've met in previous roles. So, yeah, it's, it's been amazing for me.
0: Fantastic. And in terms of your networking journey, how, how do you feel about it now? I mean, do you still get nervous? I think you said earlier you just take it in your stride now because I have a feeling about nerves anyway. One they make you sharp. I and mean, if you're nervous about something, it shows it's important to you, right? That you care enough about its outcome to be nervous about it in the first place. And two, and I'm thinking about my own life and work here um, as a broadcaster, I'm not sure you ever stop feeling nerves, but I do think you become more familiar with the sensation uh, and get used to them. And that makes them more manageable. So, how do you feel about networking and any nerves that are associated with it now?
2: I don't get too nervous. I think when I go in and initially just kind of the chatting to people, that's fine. It's when you have to stand up and do a pitch to still get that like butterflies in my tongue, like, oh no, what if I mess up or, or miss something out? But yeah, it's so definitely a lot more manageable. And if you do miss something out, they're not going to know. They don't know exactly what you're going to be saying.
0: Yeah. They don't start throwing stuff like wet sponges or, or rotten fruit or anything at you from
1: the sidelines.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> bit- Safe to see you enjoy networking now.
2: Yeah, I am. I'm one of those weirdos that actually quite
0: enjoys it. <laughs> I think you've just inadvertently called Andrew a weirdo. The advice that you would give to someone starting out in the networking journey then, Siobhan, or someone who, who still suffers from nerves and they've, they've been to a few networking events, what what's that one trick or behaviour that you've adopted? What's that one thing that you do that would help them, do you think?
2: I think when you go into it, don't just go in with like your sales head on. Obviously you are there to kind of win business, but look at it as just getting to know people and build relationships. And that's probably a bit easier than going in with the pressure of like, I need to hit X, Y, Z kind of deadlines and things. So mm. yeah, go in and just try and just meet as much new people as you can and think about how you can help them.
0: And maybe as a request for anyone who's organizing a networking event, just sort of bigger labels on the the coffee and, and tea uh, receptacles, let's say. I think, I do think they put the coffee in <laughs> stand by that. They <laughs> just to give everyone a lift at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> My experience, I mean, they definitely look too look alike. I actually saw that in a meeting that I was on today. You know, somebody made the exact same error. I don't think it was nerves. I think it was just, it was eyesight. You know, they, they look the same, giant lettering as the, as the people. <laughs> Way to go. Now, now, Siobhan, do you feel that you could improve your networking at all from this point, or do you feel that you are the complete networker and 100% capacity, or can you get better?
2: Of course I could get better. Probably my follow-up. That's something I'd need to work on after the event because that's where a lot of the, the magic happens, I guess. But yeah, definitely could get better at
0: that. Andrew, I'm going to bring you back in here and ask you, and, and this is slightly unfair, I don't know if you need to put your fingers in your ears at this point or not, Siobhan, but if you were, maybe assessing is too rough a word, but if you were advising Siobhan on what she might do next or where she might go in her networking journey. Is there any one thing that springs to mind?
1: Yeah, and it's just what what Siobhan has said. Um, She's an excellent networker. I would keep keeping the praise, but she would go bright red. Siobhan's key points there about, you know, just going, just chatting with people, but also then remembering others that are coming in nervous and inexperienced as well and leaving space for them, you know, and having a chat with them. You know, these are massive things. And because you do that, you start off new relationships in a, in a brilliant way, which was an actual conversationalist, which has said to me before, it's making time for the follow-up. And that goes for us all. If we think, yeah, I'll do my follow-ups tomorrow, but you're really busy tomorrow. It's much more likely to happen if it's an appointment in your diary, whether it's fifteen minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever you decide. I think for all of us, if we make that time, make it an appointment, we've had eight new relationships then surely that's worth 50 minutes or, or half an hour the next
0: day. Yeah, time blocking's a, a good tip, I think. You have to actually, I mean, sometimes people say, oh yeah, I'll do that tomorrow, but they don't block out the time to do it. And that's the important thing. And that is episode one in season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The Herd is heard. Now our aim is to help you on your networking journey through showcasing the journeys of others perhaps similar to your own. We'll highlight people at various stages on that networking process and every single one of them has value to share with you. Next time, we meet Phil Anderson of Phil Anderson Financial Services as if I don't see Phil's face enough. (laughs) In the meantime, if you want to catch up with any of our podcasts so far from season one or season two, make sure you follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out there everywhere and please feel free to rate and review our podcast as well if you'd like to find out more about andrew the art of networking or the networking scene in aberdeen scotland check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips that's abnworks. works .co.uk, and you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening.